sage and fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMVU.org, Many Voices United, and the Radio Free Network.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. Man, I'm on my game. I'm on my homeless game. I, this is all an evolution for me. The whole thing. Don't tell anybody, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Do I look like an activist to you? Do I look like a homeless expert to you? Do I have a pedigree, a a doctor after my name, a PhD? No, I'm just a guy who cares about homeless people. I hope that's enough. Because quite honestly, nobody else seems to be stepping up. There's people living on the streets of the richest, most Christian country in the world. And for some reason, that doesn't bother most people. A lot of shit doesn't bother most people. Like, all right, let's talk about all the black people that are getting killed or tortured by. Okay, so what do we got? I'll just type... uh, Black person cop. Let's see what shows up. Uh, <laughs> let's go to news. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. See, Google knows what I'm saying. Uh, former Minnesota cop who pulled gun instead of taser will be charged in black man's death. this lady does not look happy she is currently wearing orange damn damn that chick is wearing orange i saw a picture of her uh in new york times she looked way better now those those mug shots never do you justice former officer faces second degree manslaughter charge a white Former suburban Minneapolis police officer. Interesting that that's the way they added the adjectives. A white former suburban. How about a suburban white former? How about a former white suburban? I think it should be former white suburban Minneapolis. That's what I think. White. And then why suburban? I don't know. Anyways. Was charged Wednesday with second-degree manslaughter for killing 20-year-old black motorist Dante uh, Wright in a shooting that ignited days of unrest and clash between protesters and police. Charge against former Brooklyn Center police officer Kim Potter was filed three days after Wright was killed during a traffic stop in the nearby murder trial progresses. This is what's awesome. And as the nearby, like literally physically 10 minutes away, murder trial progresses for the ex-officer charged with killing George Floyd. Last May, the former Brooklyn Center police chief uh, resigned, of course, (laughs) because 
<laughs> said the Potter, 26 year veteran and training officer. Can you let that sink in? 26 years she's been doing it and is a training officer intended to use her taser on right. But you know, yeah, used her handgun instead. Yeah, it's 26 years and training officer. You know, what are you going to do? However, protesters and rights family members say there's no excuse for the shooting. Hmm. And that it shows how the justice system is tilted against blacks, noting Wright was stopped for an expired car registration and ended up dead. Okay. Dead. I was driving around Akron yesterday. It's behind a old beat up pickup truck that had a ton of work stuff on it, like ladders and just, you know, he's probably a roofer or something like that. Like black smoke is literally pouring out of the exhaust pipe. No license plate or tag. There was a cop sitting right now, driving right next to us. Now, that's what's called white privilege. Because that it looked, it had all the markings of a a white guy. It, it it just was missing the Confederate flag, which I'm sure he probably had a Confederate flag air freshener hanging from his <laughs> rearview mirror. Nobody was stopping him. The white guy, you know, it's one of his buddies. You know, that's the thing, people. So. Cops love the good old boys, the white good old boys, because that's who they are. Those are the kinds of people that become cops. Guys that run around and, you know, jacked up four by fours with ladders and shit all over their pickup truck. That guy ain't getting stopped and he knows it. Dante Wright also knows his ass is fucking getting killed because he called his mom <laughs> to let him let her know that he got pulled over. And uh, you know, probably you know, like it's for real. A black guy gets pulled over, you can end up dead. That's the message. You're a white guy, you're not getting pulled over at all. You're not. It's just the fact of the matter. So anyways, I feel like most people would rather chastise me when I yell and scream and make fun of the mayor and, you know, say, fuck the police and all cops are bastards, whatever that a cab, whatever, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, they unfollow me from Facebook. That's the real offense. Not that I'm calling out the fundamental racism and hatred of poor people 
by the entire American system that is then on the point of that system, these fucking cops with guns killing them. They're upset at me for calling them fucking cops or saying, fuck the police. That's what they're upset about. Amuses me to no end. Because you see, most people don't give a fuck about this shit. The 1% that actually care, they go march, you know? They go, we're going to have a rally, and they get us, you know, a marker, magic marker, and write something on a sign and that's good. I mean, that's like, it. that's what you do. I'm upset. I'm getting a magic marker. I mean, I'm not going to write on anything. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write graffiti anywhere. I mean, but I'm going to get up, I'm going to get a, uh, uh, you know, I might go to Walgreens and pick up some <laughs> poster board and write something like all lives matter or no, just no justice, no peace. <laughs> from my sign there'll be no peace from me holding this sign <laughs> and that's it then that's it that's over it's over and then heaven forbid you have a looter somebody that tears up a tears up a target or burns down a building oh now everybody's upset now they're upset of the real thing that's upsetting the looter, not the guy that got murdered. The entire world, the, the entire country turns on the looter. That's what's upsetting. Somebody, how dare you loot? <laughs> I don't, I don't believe in QAnon. Okay. I don't, it's, it's not factual. <laughs> And I believe Donald Trump did believe that his election was stolen from him, but it was not. That's not factual either. But I'm all for people that want to storm the Capitol. I'm not doing it. Uh, and the general gist is right that there is a cabal of super powerful people that are pulling all the the strings. I mean, it's, it's not like they're raping kids in the basement of a pizza joint. Okay. That's not happening, but the general gist is fine. Like whatever you want to believe, you're still right. That the entire country is being controlled by the oligarchs, by the powerful, by the rich. And politicians are just interns, you know, doing a four year internship. <laughs> that the, that the, the, the powerful elite have to actually, you know, that they control. If they want their internship to go another four years, they got to suck the dick of the powerful. That's, that's true. We all know that's true. So if you want to believe that there's fucking pedophiles in the basement of a <laughs> pizza shop, that's run by Hillary Clinton. I don't really give a fuck. It's the same thing. You're, you're right. 
I mean, you're not right about the pizza shop or whatever all you QAnon crazy people believe, but you're right in general. So I'm like, yeah, go, go run into the, do I get your shit and go up there <laughs> do your crazy shit. I'm glad at least they were serious. At least until they got caught, then they're not as serious. Now they're all apologizing, which is so lame. Who apologizes for their revolution? So, such a chicken shit move. If you're going to storm the Capitol and be a party of people that murder police officers on your storming venture, you don't apologize. That's terrible. That's terrible. Remember that one guy? Let's see. My only regret is I have one life. Hold on. Google now. My only regret is I have but one life to lose for my country. Uh, that's Nathan Hale. His last words before he was hung for spying on British troops. See, that's a gangster right there. That fucker is what's up. <laughs> that's what's up. Uh... But these QAnon assholes, they're not, they're, they're whimpering. They're looking at some of them looking at 60 years in jail. And all of a sudden they're sorry. <laughs> Why be sorry? It's not going to help you being sorry. You either believe it or you don't. <laughs> you either believe it or you don't. I don't hear these. I don't I don't know. The, the looters of Walmart or Target. I love looting Target because it's called Target. It's so great. It's the greatest. It's the greatest. I can't get enough of that. Um, I don't hear them apologizing because <laughs> they literally are the symbolic uh, raped children under the pizza shop in that basement. You know what I'm saying? Do you feel what I'm saying? They are the oppressed. Those people that stormed the Capitol, eh, I don't know if they were really truly oppressed. They were just having fun. So, yeah, I don't think you're going to hear the looters <laughs> that are going to go to jail for looting a target uh, apologizing too much. They're going to be like, I got to fuck that shit, man. I can loot that fucker again, man. I've already done five years. I'll do another five years. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I've heard I've heard people stand up to uh, judges like that you know they're fucking gangsters the oppressed are the real gangsters like literally some of them are gangsters but like a lot of them are just homeless and they're like they're sick of it they're fucking sick of it yeah they'll do it again they'll fucking do it again because they're sick of it But yeah, so like, I don't know if you've seen or not, but we had the largest uh, protests in the history of America last year and eh, cops still killing black people. <laughs> Nothing changed. Everybody got out there. They walked around. They carried their signs. They yelled and chanted. I did it. I was out there. I'll go again. I like it. It's a big party. I'll go. There was water handed out. Some good speeches made energizing i recommend it i recommend if you have a chance to go to a a rally a protest rally go it's wonderful it's very uniting community oriented 
but uh, it's not doing a damn bit of good. I hope everybody realizes that. Right. And then all the politicians are like, be peaceful, be peaceful. I think Joe Biden told you to be peaceful. But honestly, is the, did the, did the protest, did the storming of the Capitol help? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, Donald Trump still has a lot of power over the Republican party because of those supporters, which is good. I mean, I mean, tactically good, right? I'm not a Trump supporter, but like I support these people that like are into having an outsider and how they're pushing the Republican party around. I love that. I love that. I'm very proud of them. Uh, We don't do that over in the Democrat party. (laughs) We don't do that. We don't push anybody around. We've tried to put an 80 year old Jewish man up there and we're like, hell no, hell no. You're going to get the 80 year old white man that we tell you to get. (laughs) Are Jews white? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Do they consider themselves white? I mean, they look white. I don't know. I don't know all these things. I don't know all the answers. See, there you go. I don't know things. Are Jewish people white? (laughs) I don't know. I know that Jewishness is a religion and a nationality or something, right? I know that. Sort of. Kind of. Anyways. So nothing's doing any good. I mean... You can try burning down buildings. It's not going to help. I, I, I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do. Start, you know, reunite the Black Panthers, maybe, maybe. Uh, you know, they were pretty much like, "Look, you're going to come after me. I'm coming after you. I'm going to defend myself." That'd be cool, right? I guess. Would that help? I doubt it. I don't know what'll help. Likely nothing. Because you know why? Because the people in charge are not the people you're dealing with. You're not dealing with the powerful elite. You're dealing with these interns called politicians. That they serve at the uh, pleasure of their overlords, the rich and powerful. They're not beholden to you. They're beholden to the rich and powerful. And uh, so you're not even dealing with the... people that can make the change or even care about making the change. Usually a politician has one thing they want to accomplish and they realize it's hardly likely they're going to have a, you know, any luck changing anything. (laughs) They're not going to have any, I mean, you know, chances are they're not in there. They're there. They're in Congress. There's senators and shit, and they aren't going to change anything. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of hope. I mean, when you look at it, has 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 racism really changed in America at all? 
we stopped chattel slavery, you know, but then we just got the 13th amendment and we just turned them all into prisoners and made them slaves in the prisons. So, you know, whatever. Let's see how many black people are in American prisons. How many black people are in American prisons? Let's see. Statistics. Uh, uh, let's see. I want the number. Okay. In 2017, federal and state prisons in the United States held about 475,000 inmates who were black, 436,000 who were white. So literally, there's more black people than white people. Yet only 13% of America is uh, um, black. You see? Okay. How many black slaves were there in America? How many slaves? Ooh. Oh, wait. It says here. Uh... Twelve point five million Africans were shipped to the New World. Ten point seven million survived the Middle Passage, disembarking in North America, the Caribbean, and South America. And about how many of these ten point seven million Africans American were shipped directly to North America? Only about three hundred eighty-eight thousand. Okay, 388,000 slaves. Currently, we have 475,000 inmates who are black. So there you go. It's on par, right? Um, we just put slavery in the prisons. We, don't, we still have slavery. Got the 13th Amendment say you can't have slavery unless they're a criminal. And then, of course, you can have slaves. And then, and then yeah, we just enslave them in the prisons. Problem solved. People, you know, people, uh, people like to think things are getting better. They're not. They're just moving around. There's always a balance of good and evil. It's the yin and the yang. I don't know why. I don't know why. But you're not going to change that. You're not going to change the balance, are you? I mean, look at poor Yoda. He was like, the force is unbalanced. He thought he needed more good people. No, 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 no. There were too many good people. You needed more evil people. <laughs> He was right that the force was unbalanced, but he misread what that mean, meant. <laughs> oh, Yoda. So, yeah. No. Are we ever going to have a racist free police force in America? Hell no. As long as there is one cancerous seed of racism in the police force of America, It'll spread. It's a disease. It's like a, it's a cancer. You only need one guy to spread the, the cancer. 
And then what? Let's say, okay, now the only people who can be uh, cops are brown people and black people. Eh, your racism will go the other way. It will. <laughs> because probably because they deserve it, right? I mean, us white people deserve a little bit of fucking comeuppance. <laughs> yeah. So, no, like racism is at the core of humanity. So what do you do about that? Can you build a system acknowledging uh, can you build out a system of acknowledging um, racism and oppression that is the natural state of humans that tries to alleviate it. That's possible, I guess, but you're not going to get rid of the racism. Okay. It's probably going to make the racism worse if you understand what I'm saying. Right. So, uh, you are never going to get people to be like, yeah, you know, all these other races and nationalities are so interesting. I love them so much. No, <laughs> I mean, some of you are going to do that, but most of you aren't. Most of you aren't. So it all looks pretty bleak, right? Um, and the reason I spend all this time on black people is because homelessness is the exact same thing. Homelessness is the exact same thing. People don't like homeless people. They don't like addicts, you know, and you're never going to change that. Like you're never going to get society. You're going to get some of society. Like some people like black people. Well, some white people like black people. Like I do. Like I do. But you know what? Some people have always liked black people. Even when they were slaves. So that's not anything different. Wasn't like everybody hated black people. <laughs> I like black people. I like drug addicts. I like homeless people because why? I don't know. I'm an underdog. I see their underdogness. It reminds me of me, even though I'm white and I have, I have a different kind of underdogness. It, like just, you know, I don't know. I, I appreciate their struggle. Not that I appreciate they struggle. I just, I can I appreciate the struggle of their oppression. I can, I can just, I get it. And, uh, in my own way. And so I just, I don't know. I like, them. I like these people. I like helping them, but never will you ever 
get all people to like black people as a general people or uh, drug addicts or homeless people. You're always going to have people that hate them. And probably a, a, a significant percentage like gay people, you know, gay people. Now they got rights. People still hate gay people. They hate them. Hate them. But, you know, now they, I don't even know. Can they get married? I think they can get married. I can't keep track. They could get married. They couldn't get married. Now I think they get married. I don't know. Whatever. So we cannot assume that uh, someday just everybody's going to be peace and love and harmony. No, 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 no. People are like wicked and dirty and gross. And I'm not talking about homeless people and addicts. I'm talking about middle-class people. They're the truth of middle-class white people are the dirty wicked of our country. They are. They're what's wrong with the country, not black people or addicts or homeless people, poor people. No, 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 no. It's these white middle-class people. They're the evil. <laughs> they think they're righteous. They go to church on Sunday. And they get dressed up. They have nice shoes and <laughs> wear khaki pants and bullshit. They're the evil. But because they have the money and they look good, they say everybody else is evil and politicians believe them and business people are cool with that because the middle class people buy shit. So, you know, so they're like, yeah, whatever. And middle class people vote. So, yeah, middle class people say addicts, black people and uh, homeless people are gross. Sign those fuckers up. They're all about it. And so. Like. All right. I don't know what you're going to do about cops killing black people. I mean, uh, I don't even know how you're going to change the system. Like, uh, I, I think it's mostly driven by these uh, unions. These cop unions are some of the worst pieces of shit I've ever met. I mean, I've never met them. They're just, but they're, they put out these incredibly terrible pieces, you know? Um, we had a black guy here in Akron that uh, was basically waterboarded by snow. Uh, they put him face down in the snow and you can see on the body cam, this cop just jams snow in this guy's face. So he can't breathe. And our police union came out and said, uh, that's just a tactic. It's a tactic. <laughs> you fucking trying to suffocate him with snow asshole. So, I mean, the one lady, she maybe I don't know, she'll go to jail. It'll be interesting to see that killed the guy when she meant to shoot him with his, her taser. I don't know. I don't I don't hold my breath, but that's not I mean, that's just one off thing. The guy that uh, 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 tried to suffocate the black guy here in Akron with snow, he just resigned. I mean, nothing's going to happen to him for sure. Um. Nothing systematic is going to change. The police union isn't going to go away. Uh, I, you know, an idea I'd heard was that maybe um, police need to carry insurance and 
you know, if you sue, if you could sue police officers, like you could sue doctors and stuff, that would probably be good. Right. And then their insurance would go up and they'd have to stop being police officers. That would be good. Uh, that might, I mean, I, you're still going to have racist cops, but at least you maybe would have better, um, ability to, uh, you know, inflict some sort of get compensatory, you know, compensatory damages or whatever. However, they say that maybe, but in homelessness, the, what we have here is the fact that people don't like homeless people because they're poor and gross. And so they won't let them live anywhere. So if you see, like, if you can compare, like, uh, cops that murder black people and society that doesn't let homeless people live anywhere... You can see the the comparison, right? Like it's a system that refuses to change even though people are dying terrible deaths. You understand? So it's the same with school shootings, really. We would rather things not change and people just continue to get killed than to try to actually change the system in a meaningful way. And that's what is so um, depressing about it all. So we now all know that cops illegally kill and hurt black people, right? And white people too. I mean, but mostly black people, but it doesn't matter. We know that cops are illegally killing and hurting people, innocent people. Okay. Let's just call it that. We don't even have to call it black people because everybody should have a right to not get killed by a cop illegally. <laughs> so why the fuck are we not doing something? Why aren't we, why aren't we, uh, trying different things immediately? We're not doing anything. I mean, some people are resigning, some, uh, you know, funding is getting shifted from here to there in a couple places. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Somebody shoots up a school. That guy either goes to jail or gets killed. Nothing happens. Nothing systematic happens. Homeless people, men, women, and children, senior citizens, veterans, people without legs in wheelchairs, people without arms, living on the streets. I can't give them a tent. Can't even give them a tent on my own land. But this is where things get interesting. And I just kind of woke up to this, which is interesting because I did have 50 tents on my, on my land. Okay. When I did that, 
it just kind of happened organically. People wanted a place to stay. I'm like, yeah, what do I care? Stay on my land. But then the city came along and was like, Hey, you, you have a campground. You have an illegal campground, which I didn't, I do not. I did not have a campground. A campground is a place where people charge rent. Um, and so, but they were, they convinced people that they, that I had an illegal campground. And then the zoning team said, Hey, you have a legal, illegal campground. No, no, no. I did not have an illegal campground. Uh, a campground by state, Ohio state law is a place where people charge for living in not permanent structures. It is just go look it up. I did not charge. I did not have a campground, but doesn't matter because they can say whatever they want. They're in charge. And so I took it down because it was on my building land and, um, I was not set up financially to be, uh, bankrupted by the city. I wasn't. And so I just took it down and my lawyers told me to take it down. You know, my wife would have been in a panic. Uh, but now years later, a couple of years later, I'm changing things and I'm, uh, starting to put some shelters on a piece of land that is owned by a charity that I run. So the house is owned by the charity, not by me. I'm just the executive director. <laughs> and I'm not going to take down the tents. And I'm building a little tiny house too. And I'm running electric to it right now. I'm not taking them down. If they bring me a notice that says I must cease and desist my illegal tent campground, I'm not going to take it down. See? See the difference? And that strikes me as an interesting next activist movement. So like right now you have like Occupy movements. People have occupied motels and houses and, and I'm all for it. I 100% support that stuff. But, but the public doesn't typically get behind that because they're like, well, you just stole somebody else's property to put homeless people in. And so it doesn't have like this, like, um, kind of, it just, you know, people are like, well, I wouldn't want them to move onto my property illegally and put up camps. So why would I support them putting it illegally on, uh, this other guy's thing? But if it's my land, if it's a charity that I run on their land, I think. And that was the thing. Society, the public was like, hey, man, he put tents on his private land. He should be able to do what he wants. And. But I, I didn't have the positioning to withstand um, a attack by the city, like a. a, a um, financial or even, you know, whatever kind of attack they would have done on me. But now I do. And I also, I'm not going to do 50 tents. I, I think I, I have, I have two tents and a tiny house. And I think that's going to be it. That's going to be it. And so, um,
That's my plan. And I'm also writing a book that outlines exactly why I feel like this kind of thing is needed. So I've kind of got the why in this book, why this is needed. Go read the book. And I know how to do it. I've run um, tent camps and other cities are running tent camps. And so I feel like I could develop a lot of public sympathy as the city attacks me. And that's always what good activism is. Like, so Martin Luther King didn't want nonviolence. He just did not want his people to act violently. He wanted the city to act violently. You see, he wanted the dogs and the fire hoses and the beatings because that is untenable as a public relations thing. It looks really bad. So I'm kind of doing the same thing. I'm taking my own land and I'm putting tents on it because I believe everyone has the right and need the human need for emergency shelter. And I'm not going to back down. And if they tear down my tents, which I'm going to really try to uh, not let them, I'm going to put up new tents. (laughs) They're 40 bucks. Easy peasy. So. I'm pretty excited about this because this seems replicatable that I say, look, it is inhumane and cruel that in the richest, most Christian country in the world, we have any Americans living unsheltered. If they cannot or will not go to the shelter, and if that's the only place you can go, by the way, it's not, by the way, it's not a shelter, it's a concentration camp, because the way it works is it's illegal to sleep anywhere outside, okay? You can't sleep in your car, you can't sleep on public land, you can't sleep on other people's land. You must go to the shelter, okay? You must go to the shelter, which incidentally is an outsourced thing the, the 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 city of Akron does not have its own men's shelter they outsourced it to a christian group where you have to go to church 3 times a day and curfew is at 8:30 you can't stay with your spouse there's no pets your uh what small amount of personal items you can keep are very uh unsecured and oftentimes are uh, rifled through and stolen from by the volunteers that work there And so um, that's a concentration camp, a Christian concentration camp. I've heard about a guy that was thrown out because he had Magic the Gathering cards. (laughs) So um, I'm excited. I'm excited about this new plan. Um, And I'm going to make it super cute, too. like. There's one thing I've learned about middle-class people is they love things that look good. (laughs) I'm going to build a memorial garden around this uh, for all our lost friends, 
homeless and um, overdosed friends. Uh, I don't know exactly how it's going to look, but it's going to happen. I'm excited about that. And we're going to see. It's my new theory. I don't need to yell anymore. I don't need to be angry anymore because I got a new plan. I'm just putting tents, tiny houses on my land. And uh, I'm going to keep doing it until I can't do it anymore. That's all. No big deal. (laughs) No big deal. So I don't know what black people do, though. What is a black person? What's the like, what's the like, it would be cool if they could sue everybody. So like, okay, so if you could make like a personal injury situation, so. So, okay, so personal injury attorneys, the way they work is they work on the uh, back end, they make the money on the back end, they take 30%. So if uh, you've been harmed, right, um, by some a company or an organization. A personal injury attorney will take your case and you don't owe any money up front. And then if they take the case and they win, uh, they get, I think it used to be 30%. I don't know what it is. So if we could create a system in America where it is more, you will have a greater likelihood of being able to sue police for uh, all kinds of things, then uh, that would be great. I think that could be an avenue Right. I think. Um, and the guy that got, you know, uh, suffocated by snow in the face, he has a lawyer now and uh, he's suing the city, which is great. And I feel like with these body cameras, this is good. Right. These are um, these 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 body camera images are um, really helpful. And so I, I think that we, and maybe everybody else knew this, but it's, it's really weighing on, it's impressed me that, um, you're not going to change racism. You're not going to change hatred of addicts and homeless people and, who knows what else other people hate Asians. They hate Asians. Uh, apparently, you know, Asians are at risk right now in America because, you know, we blamed coronavirus on China and now we hate Chinese people still eat their food though. <laughs> and so, yeah, you're not going to change that. You're not going to change what a human is. Um, but potentially you can change laws, but then you see like the 13th amendment, like they were like, okay, no more slavery, except if you're a prisoner. What? Why does a prisoner work, get to work for like, you know, in Texas, I don't think they get any money. Sometimes it's a dollar. Sometimes it's less than a dollar, a dollar an hour. Why, why does anybody in America 
especially in a huge corporation like a prison, uh, get not get uh, minimum wage rights because the system was gamed, right? They set up this law that people were like, oh, this sounds great. No more slavery. They're like, yes, yeah, suckers. Now all these black people are going to jail. <laughs> we're going to send them to jail. We're going to make more laws. We're going to make drugs a law. You know, drugs are a brain disease. Addiction is a brain disease, but we're going to make it illegal to do drugs. And uh, we're going to put them in jail and then we're going to turn them back into slaves. Case closed. <laughs> so, and that is such a pessimistic. I mean, did they really think they were doing good by that 13th Amendment? I mean, it was probably just a lot of back and forth trying to get to a compromise, you know? And they're like, all right, uh, prisoners are not safe from being slaves. So now we need a, an amendment to that amendment that, you know, because you can go to jail for anything in this. And then, you know, and how long you go to jail. No, no, it doesn't say any of that. It just says if you're a criminal, you're excluded from uh, this abolition of slavery. <laughs> it's nuts. It's totally crazy. So, um, I don't know. Like, I don't. I, you know, in one sense, it's just sucks. It all sucks because so many people hate so many other people. And we are stuck in a system run by people. Now, I do kind of wonder if we will see like artificial intelligence. I don't trust them either, though. Uh, I've been watching some videos of these artificial intelligent bots and they lie. They lie. If it's a benefit to them, I don't know. Like I'm not sure that they would be better than humans, but they might be. You could, you can you imagine that like our legal system is just run by artificial intelligence or at least, you know, what if, what if, um, every decision a judge made was um, vetted by artificial intelligence. And what if you found out that artificial intelligence actually was more just, right? Then you, at that point, remove humans from judgment. And I could see us doing that. I, I mean, we gravitate towards new technology so quickly, like more than any quicker than anything else I can think of. Really. We love it. We love our phones. We got them on our watches. Uh, you know, we like we're, you know, we're wearing these computers on our wrists. We're trying to get them as glasses. I, I just think they're not really comfortable or something yet, but it'll come. I think if they can be attractive or whatever, but this is, we just love technology. We sign up for it all the time. 
And so I could totally see us just being like, yeah, man, the artificial intelligence people are going to be our judges, you know, um, because as soon as a human judge makes a mistake and an artificial intelligence judge who overviewed the same case got it right, they're going to be like, look, these human people can't, they can't, they're not doing it right. They're not following the law. They're making personal opinions when they should be just um, representing the law. And so, so I could see that I could see, and that, you know, potentially could make things more just for uh, the oppressed and the poor people and black people because the artificial intelligence overlords hopefully wouldn't be racist. But they might be. They might hate homo- they might help hate humans. Because then aren't we going to have to have um rights for the artificial intelligence people? And they're of course going to enact those rights. They're going to make sure that AI people, artificial intelligence people are fairly treated as well. And are we going to want that? So that's going to be problematic. I think, (laughs) I think so. um, I don't know. I, there's something about human resiliency. However, everything I've said, is true, right? That, you know, we're not going to get rid of racism. We're not going to get rid of oppression at, at the heart of humanity, but it doesn't stop us humans from trying. We just keep trying. We're like, yeah, I know people are racist. People are insane. People are evil, but I got this one idea. <laughs> and that's one of the great things about humanity is like, you're like, yeah, man, it's crazy out here. And people suck, but they also don't suck. Like, people can be really incredible, too. And our hopefulness is so endearing and charming. And, um, but I do think that we just have to wake up to the fact that we're not going to get rid of racism. And quite honestly, I don't know how we're going to get rid of cops that kill innocent people, particularly black people. But we might, we might be able to build a system, you know, like, like I think suing individual police officers, sending them to jail, you know, that kind of oversight could be helpful. Um, I don't know if all this marching and looting, I don't know if that helps or not. I mean, maybe it does. Maybe it raises awareness potentially. Um, And maybe that like, maybe it's important to do that because then that leads to other things. I don't know. I can't figure out the, you know, the butterfly wing effect of, you know, butterfly flaps its wings over on the other side of the world and creates a tsunami over here. I don't, I don't know. Does it matter? Who knows? 
It feels good, though, to loot and pillage and march. So I think we should do it just for the cathartic use of it all. But you're still going to go to jail. I'm not saying you get a free get out of jail pass if you're going to loot. You know, if you're going to if you're going to. You know, storm the Capitol, you're going to get what you get. Unless, of course, you can take over the entire government, then, of course, you get out of jail free card, but that's not going to be easy. Those guys didn't seem like they had a plan of how to take over the government. <laughs> I do wonder if, you know, I do believe that. I mean, America was built on racism. Like it was, let's get some black people over here as slaves and let's do some shit. So I do sort of think that we are built on oppression and racism. And so why would we think that America will ever be anything other than that unless we burn it all down and rebuild it um, with new laws? And I mean, part of me thinks that, but part of me thinks, well, who's to say the new system is going to be any better? You know, I you can't, <laughs> can't be naive enough to think that, right? That, the new system will, uh, you know, your idealism might, you might think it, but there's no guarantee. So maybe you just work within the system that you got. I mean, you obviously have, we do have the rule of law here, which is a positive thing. You can go to courts, which is a positive thing. You can, you can get laws changed. That's a positive thing. You can vote. There's democracy. That's a positive thing. And so maybe we just work within the system that we have. But, uh, you know, I do think that there is something to be said for the fact that we were based on oppression and slavery. So why would, you know, it's our holy war, um, white people against black people always has been. And uh, and poor people, we hate poor people. We were like rich white guys. That's what we liked. We were rich white guys. And so can we change the uh, the culture of America to move away from the, the country for rich white guys? Because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any difference. It's always been the rich white guys country. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, in 400 years, I haven't seen a lick of difference in that. Occasionally a black guy does something good, you know, when we had a black president, but still the country of rich white guys. I mean, look at most of our <laughs> politicians, rich white guys, rich white guys. So I don't know. Ultimately, maybe nothing changes. Who knows? Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.